Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We've been following the breakers very closely over the last couple of weeks on their intrepid road trip from uh, well, New Plymouth to South Oz to West Oz and out to the mainland. Down there in Christchurch tonight, and one of the, the mainland's favourite sons, uh, legend of New Zealand hoops, and of course hails from South Island, still finds himself down there. It's Phil Jones. G'day, Phil. How are you? Very good, mate. Appreciate you taking the call. Uh, it's great that the Breakers are taking some hoops to the South Island, I reckon. it's After, obviously, so long being stuck in Australia and COVID, I'm sure the Christchurch and South Island fans will be absolutely loving it. Yeah, 100%. I think it's uh, just great to have the Breakers back in New Zealand, full stop, really. Uh, they've had a pretty tough uh, road the last few years, like obviously many other teams, but they've sort of been taken away from their home environment. So it's nice to have them back in New Zealand and nice to see them getting out and about. Obviously up in Taranaki a little while ago and now back in Christchurch. I think this is the second time this year, so uh, I think they might be happy to be back too. They played quite well the first time they were there. That's right. They did. And they are kind of rolling, just finding niggly little tight games, but everything is within a few possessions, um, undone by the return of the Webster brothers for Perth over there uh, and that raucous crowd. Look, talking about places that love their basketball, Perth's crowd has been a very, very strong one for a long point of time. But I don't know how close you followed the NBL this year, um, Phil. There's a lot of parity through the middle of the competition, though. Uh, yeah, there is. You know, it's a... It's a- it's a tight competition. Like I haven't been following it terribly closely, but I have been uh, trying to keep up with the breakers. And uh, you, know, um, you know, there's there's definitely a, a real bunched group in the middle of the pack. Um, the breakers are, are having a great season, and uh, you obviously when they've got all their personnel available, they're, they're a tough team to beat. And I think they're going to they're going to be a team that's going to push for a title this year. I hope so. And they just need to keep chalking up those points. Um, just consistently uh, you'd hope that they can't they don't drop two back to back uh too many times now the we actually were really lucky we had Andrew Gaze on the program earlier in the week and as you know too well he's an absolute icon of Australian hoops and he kind of spoke about the NBL and where the NBL has gone to be a real fan favorite as far as the leagues go around the world because of the electric pace that it plays with it's not too far off the NBA's pace is is it always been like that hoops down under, or is that a new trend? And what have you seen of the basketball played at that level recently that kind of is so attractive? Well, I think the Aussie league has always been a really strong league, um, comparable to the rest of the world. And um, you know, obviously, the NBA is probably the the one league that most leagues around the world would like to get themselves to. But um, I think Aussie league is definitely been on the rise, uh, particularly in the last sort of probably, I'd say, 10 years. I feel like uh, they're starting to see some real athletes in the introduction of the um, uh, the uh, young players like uh, is it Ryan Rupier. Um, yeah. Those guys are adding another sort of layer to their athleticism and, um, you know, the speed to the game. 
uh, I guess there's, there's not a lot of really big beats. You know, there seems to be a lot of players that are extremely mobile. You look at someone like Xavier Cook, for example, who's able to do pretty much everything, play a bit of point guard, play through to the centre position. So you're seeing more and more of those players coming out in this league and it's just picking the pace of the game up, really. So you're seeing a lot more a lot more transition play, uh, a lot more threes. You know, everyone can shoot the ball. Um, and it's a, it's just the new style of basketball. And I think uh, I think the Aussie League has really grabbed that and, and just running with it, to be fair. And it's a great style to watch. Is it natural? Does that necessarily fit? the way that we have played our basketball in New Zealand? For If you think back to when you were playing and um, yeah, I know you've got kids that play the game now, do we have an identity if you think about New Zealand hoops or do we really just follow the trends from around the world? Because obviously people like naturally would think, well, New Zealand's best basketball player is a seven-foot-one centre um, <laughs> who just gobbles boards and, and is a rim protector. But do do you ever consider New Zealand having its own hoops identity? Yeah, I think we definitely had an identity uh, through that sort of era that I played, um, and it was probably probably a little bit of a mixture of uh, everything really, uh, a bit of patience, uh, definitely a bit of physicality, and then every now and again a bit of pace. But um, one thing I think uh, that we could all do quite well was, um, well, there was, was a number of very good shooters uh, that were available, you know, throughout sort of the that era as well, which kind of helps. You need players that can put the ball in the in the in the hoop. Um, that's a very important aspect of that uh, of of the game these days. Um, and you know, I think now uh, I, I kind of feel like you have to try and keep up with the pace of the game. You know, that's where it's going. Um, you've got to you've got to be have a team that's agile and athletic and able to score. And I think if you look across the the NBL. Most of the of the NBL and even the New Zealand NBL, um, most of the teams are starting to get those types of players. Yeah, and that sort of kind of um, well Swiss Army knife type wing, they have done so well down here in this league. They you know the kind of six six to six nine sort of guys that can play big as far as the AMBL goes, but also can stretch the floor. You're right. You've seen them dominate. And even in the New Zealand, the Sales NBL this year, I know you, you saw a hell of a lot of that. I thought there was some incredible passages of basketball that was really promising for where that league can go. Yeah, absolutely. I think it took another big step forward. The last couple of years have been really great for it. Um, you know, and, and we've had some... You know, some corporate sponsorship come in with Sky and, and you know, sales are getting involved and those sort of things definitely help push leagues along. Um, you know, it, it, I think definitely the New Zealand NBL has taken another big stride forward, but I think the one key for the, for the next sort of future of that, of that league is to get those prominent um, top-level Kiwi players back in and playing in the league. Um, that will just take it to that next level, I think, and uh, you know, not not being at the level of the Australian NBL just yet, but I feel like that's something that the New Zealand NBL should be really trying to strive for and trying to get to that level and getting that type of support throughout the community. And uh, you know, some some regions have it, uh, and some regions are desperately in need of it. You know, and I think if we keep providing good product, uh, it's going to put more bums on seats, and uh, yeah, it'll be a good good sort of type of basketball to watch.
Well, because it, then it becomes aspirational, right, Phil? Like it, it's young Kiwis seeing other Kiwis in their backyard succeeding. I think back to your era growing up watching you guys and, and what you did through that period of time. For a long period of time, you spoke about that identity and it did kind of change, but you knew the faces, you knew the names, and it, it was aspirational. Um, and, and I think we can do a better job of that. And I think that's what you know, guys like Justin Nelson and Hugh Bain and, and obviously Dylan now, that's what they are striving to do. So it all ties in. It is one big ecosystem, and it really does. The breakers have a huge part to play with that, especially with their Kiwi stars um, right there. And tonight, unfortunately for them, um, they are missing. Uh, they're missing. They're missing a key player who's gone out with a groin injury and is going to be out for the next couple of weeks. Barry Brown. So he's out for the next couple of weeks. Just as soon as they got. Uh, they got healthy back to their full complement. They've got eight games in under a month on the run home for the regular season. Physically, at this time of the year, how's the body feeling typically? It's pretty brutal out there on the hardwood each night, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, I've always thought that each team in the NBL uh, or in any league that you play in, they always have a bit of a down period, you know, where they struggle to win games or the games are really tight and they drop a couple. Uh, This is going to be a real test the breakers over the next month, uh, especially coming off the back of uh, a game in Taranaki and then heading over to Perth and playing over in Perth and then coming back from Perth and playing in Christchurch. Um, that's a heck of a road trip right there. And then, you know, throwing you know, eight games in a month, uh, it's a tough finish to the, to the season for them. But, you know, that's, it's going to set them up. It's going to harden them. It's going to get them ready for any playoff uh, potential games that they're going to play. Um, you know, big loss losing uh, um, Brown Jr. You know, he's a heck of a player and he's showing that he's one of the top top imports in the league. Um, but, you know, you've got to love the, the likes of Will McDowell-White and mm-hmm. Cam Glidden to step up there. Uh, you've got the young um, Alex McNaught who's shown glimpses that he can play Isaac, Isaac uh, uh, sorry, um, Isaiah Liafa. Uh, extremely good guard and showing that he's tough, you know. So those guys are going to step up and they'll fill that gap. And I think it's going. To, I think they'll be uh, really competitive. Tonight. Yeah, bang, bang on. Alex McNaught is is the the lad who's going to be replacing uh, Brown Junior in that side. Phil, we'll let you crack on. Um, the the good news is they're here, Christchurch, and then two games at Spark. So a little bit of home time just to reconnect with the family, the whānau, that sort of thing, which will be do them a world of good before that hectic run home. Hope all is well with you and yours, mate. I really appreciate you joining us to talk some basketball on SCNZ. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me.